Welcome back to another episode of N-Express Nintendo Podcast, the official Nintendo podcast of GoombaStop.com. I'm your host, Cameron Daxon, and joining us we have games editor, Mark Kalaroff. Another year, another empty January for Nintendo. <laughs> it's true, nearly empty. We do have uh, some stuff coming at the One, very end of the month. titles. But yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, also with us is indie games editor, Campbell Gill. For Nintendo, this may be an empty month, but with indies, our hearts shall be full this month. Our, our, did you say our hearts or our hearth? Either one, I think, is correct. <laughs> I, I may have had a little bit of a lisp there, but, you know, it's the winter season. Our hearth shall be warm, filled with family <laughs> cheer, and our hearts shall be warm as well. I Exactly. I think it, it all applies here. Um, so, yeah, January, traditionally kind of a dry month for, for, for video games. Um, a lot of stuff tends to release... Uh, in the you know right before the holiday season, obviously that's just the way things go. And then of course, um, the, there's a, a bunch of big releases coming for for uh, non Nintendo platforms and Nintendo itself uh, in February. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff coming in, you know, kind of more towards the spring uh, of the year. But yeah, January kind of a fallow period. So we're gonna we're gonna see uh, what ends up filling the time. So in the meantime, we thought it might be interesting to talk about. Uh, recently uh, published on Goombastomp was our most anticipated indies that are uh, releasing in 2022. And as we were kind of going over that list, we realized there's not a ton of Nintendo stuff on there, at least Nintendo exclusive stuff. There's a lot of cl- cross-platform things and a lot of Xbox uh, indie titles, which is interesting. But we thought it'd be, you know, this is a Nintendo podcast, so we wanted to focus on the Nintendo releases. Uh, so that being uh, that being the focus... We're going to kind of glance over a few of the titles that are on that most anticipated indie list and then kind of transition into sort of an indie smorgasbord of stuff that uh, stuff that I've been playing, stuff that the rest of us have been playing um, to, you know, kind of fill this week. January, a great time to dip into our backlogs, to dip into some legacy content. Uh, but in, uh, to start the episode, we do want to talk about things we are anticipating. So do we want to... Uh, to jump right into this list, what's the what's the uh, what's the way to? I, I think uh, I think we just just jump into the first one on the list here, which is After Love EP, which I think we talked a little bit about during the indie direct, the indie world that just happened. We did, we did indeed. That's the it one was, with the music. Yes, right? mm-hmm. it was one of several heart wrenching games that were shown off during that direct. <laughs> it's true, uh, one of many. Um, that said, I think it's worth it's worth highlighting it once more. I think um, this one, the art, if, if, I think it's one of the best looking um, like art directed games that uh, that looks like it's it's coming out this coming year. Uh, it seems like it really. I mean, hopefully, obviously, we have no way of knowing this game doesn't come out until the summertime. Um, but it looks as though it's going to be the complete package. The graphics look beautiful. The uh, the music sounds incredible. The story looks like it's going to be like affecting and heartfelt. It's from a uh, you know a seemingly diverse uh, company, and and uh, they're making an effort to to kind of round it out in that way. So I don't know. I I think it's going to be a great game. Obviously, we can't speculate too much about it because it does come out for a little while. Um, do I do you think? Uh, I mean, I don't know. We we all uh, Campbell, you and I both played when the past comes around. We did um, indeed. When the past was around, past tense. Is that? That's not true. Yeah. Is that? That really? is very true. Yeah, it's not when the that past. Is true. Yeah, that's true because it's about longing for the past, not the past coming back. Oh my god! It's gosh, all about the meaning I... of the game, Cameron. The, you're right. I just googled it, and you're correct. I was like, "There's no of way." Of course, that's true. I am. But nope, there it is. <laughs> when the past was around. Wow. Well, okay. There you go. Um, it looks like it's going to be sort of in that same vein. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. I wonder what the gameplay will be like. It doesn't seem like there's a ton of indication based on the trailer and based on that indie world showcase. Um, but yeah, listen, I'm, I'm always down for uh, whether it's a point and click adventure or like a puzzle game or some kind of 
visual novel type of thing. I don't know. I'm excited for it. Whatever whatever shape that game looks like when it comes mm-hmm. out, I think it's going to be great. Yeah, no, they um, confirmed it to be a mixture of, you know, visual novel, kind of dating simulator-like mechanics, plus rhythm gameplay where you're jamming with your band and playing music together, and, along with apparently some adventure side-scrolling elements too. So that's a really interesting hybrid that I'm quite fascinated to see how that turns out. But at the very least, from a purely conceptual level, y'all know me, if you add a beautiful narrative with an emphasis on music, I'm already sold. So very much anticipating how this turns out. And I hope it can be at least a fraction as tear-jerking and emotionally poignant as when the past was around as well because just like you Cameron I got big vibes from that game watching this trailer as well yeah I'm uh I'm I'm right there with you Campbell uh, and it sounds as though I mean again I'm not trying to turn this into like a speculation podcast because like we should move on because it's going to turn into that um at the end of the day it looks like it's going to be great it looks if it's as promising as the trailer then I think we're going to be looking forward to something very special uh when it, when it finally does come out um this next one, this was featured, I want to say, at E3, uh, Card Shark. Uh, did you guys, are you guys excited for this one? I think it looks really cool. It does, it does look, look really cool. cool. Yeah. Uh, this one is kind of a, it looks kind of like a hand-drawn style. Um, seem, seemingly about, uh, I don't know if it's like a poker game or what exactly it is. Um, it looks... I don't know how to describe it. Uh, this is one of the, another one of those ones where we don't have a have a, a, a great handle on what exactly it will look like being played. Um, it seemingly, it is about uh, not just a card game, but like being deceptive with the cards you are playing. So it's not just like, oh, okay, you you know, you drew five cards, you're playing poker, or whatever. It's about like, okay, how can I manipulate the deck to get you know to get that ace up my sleeve or whatever it is. Um, it looks really cool. I hope it's as uh, subversive and interesting as the trailer makes it seem. Um, there's kind of this renaissance flair that looks like is uh, kind of influencing everything. Uh, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. this is a Devolver-published game. I'm not sure. It is indeed. Yeah. So they have, uh, to me at least, Devolver has a pretty strong track record uh, with, the, with the stuff that they publish. So I, I, I have high, high, high hopes for this one. Um, and I've been playing a lot of card-based games lately. Um, I finally got into Slay of the Spire recently. Uh, obviously, I played a ton of Inscription when that when that released. So I don't know. T- to me, like card-based games are very on my radar right now. Um, so I-, I know this isn't exactly the same kind of thing. It's like it's not like you're battling uh, <laughs> your opponents with cards in the or maybe you are. Who knows? Uh, but, uh, you know, anything car related, I'm like, great, like, take me there. Let's go. Um, and, you know, the funny thing is I'm not normally a big fan of card games or really interested in them. You know, I've played my fair share of them. I've tried Slate the Spire. I've played what whatever that Steam World card game was, Steam World Quest. Um, but I've never really been too excited about the genre. But just something about the vibe that that card shark is giving off, it just it's really enticing to me. So I'm really eager to see how it turns out. And if it really can hook in a genre skeptic like myself. <laughs> yeah, Devolver's <laughs> really um innovative with their titles. Oh, yeah. I mean, what was the one oh Cameron, what was the one you played about like the alien thing and you were the alien, you had the kill Oh yeah, the uh, uh Carrion. Yeah, Carrion, like stuff like that was just so different from the expected genre, just what you would expect from it. So I'm really hoping that Card Shark will be really good. I mean, it looks like it's going to be up my alley since like very, I don't know, something about the gameplay. It looks very like deceptive. So I'm hoping it'll just make you think. I'm hoping it's not going to be something that's like a dumbed down experience and trying to teach poker or like something like that. Sure. I don't, it doesn't seem like it's going that way. And actually, Mark, you bring up a good point. I think all three of us are kind of in the zone of wanting to play something a little different. Right, like oh, definitely. Yep. You know, like I think we, I think we've all played enough video games where it's like we've kind of, I don't know, we've kind of not. I'm not gonna say like we've seen it all, but it's like we've, we've both played. All three of us have played enough stuff where it's like, the novelty becomes more important a lot of the time. Like like even today, I mm-hmm. uh, in anticipation of um, Horizon Forbidden West, which is coming out next month, I've started replaying uh, Horizon Zero Dawn on my PS5. Uh, and it's listen, great game, 
looks unbelievable on the PS5. Like, running very smoothly, the animations are incredible, the, the, the landscapes they developed. But at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, this is a... Uh, Another action game. This is another <laughs> third-person action game. adventure yeah. with like kind a very of mediocre, good one, but, very yeah. mediocre side quests that are just like, yeah, you go here <laughs> and you talk to this guy and they send you on mm. a fetch quest and it's like, huh, I sure played this 500 times before. It's like, so stuff like Card Shark, where it's like, oh, this doesn't look like anything else out there. And the gameplay, a deceptive card game? Yeah, sure, I've never heard of anything like that. It's like, yeah, I, I think that's, one of the things that's sticking out about this indie list uh, that we're all anticipating is that everything on here looks a little bit different than perhaps stuff we've we've uh, we've played before. And you know that's why we all love indie games around here. You it's know? true. No, like, yeah, not bound up by corporate interests trying to churn out the highest selling blockbusters possible, and instead free to innovate and unleash your creativity you know which is why Campbell, i'm gonna intersect you right there there's a game that's not on this list from an indie dev our favorite indie dev and publisher of I'm konami <laughs> gets i'm actually really excited to see what they do with it on switch in uh 2022 i mean because we haven't seen anything about it but yeah it, it looked really good when we first saw it so i mean i'm most interested in just figuring out why that game counts as an indie game when you have konami well it's, it's it, made but... by an indie developer like konami has recently been publishing right, indie yeah. games and like funding them they actually i forgot what it's called but it's about like a skeleton or something it had really good reviews yeah but they have been thing, publishing yeah. uh some indie content lately so hopefully this one's really good very interesting yeah i just remember when that game was announced at an indie world and they were like from yes, our partners at laughed. konami <laughs> <laughs> and i was like what? And, uh, you know, there was a there was a collective huh I think when when uh, when that was announced, and I mean the most uh, shocking thing is that it's a game from Konami that actually looks good. So fingers yeah. crossed, and it's a spinoff of Castlevania. So you know, yeah, at the very least, uh, that'll you know that it, that one does look like it'll deliver. Oh, uh, I think I'm, I'm I'm just remembering like yeah, that trailer really did stick out. Like what an incredible, um, and again speaking of like from an art an art design perspective, like it looks really incredible. Um, the next one on the list, uh, similarly uh, like. Uh, uh, kind of keeping in the theme that we've been saying, pretty strong art direction. Little Devil Inside yes. um, has kind of this this sort of morbid look. Uh, there's like the the sea and the ocean and like this kind of weird steampunky atmosphere. Um, uh, it looks really cool. Uh, I don't you know don't really know much know much about it other than like yeah, pretty strong trailer. Um, are you guys looking forward to this one at all? I am so looking forward to it. This is honestly one of the games that sold me on getting a PS5 back when the trailer really? first debuted. Yeah, it looks stunning. The reveal trailer that they showed at one of the PS5 presentations was really great. Um, and they did another gameplay showcase at another, whatever they're called, uh, state of play. Uh, and it still looks fantastic. I'm very eagerly anticipating to see how it turns out. Like you said the visuals are amazing the sense of style it has where it alternates between this kind of almost like wes anderson-esque like uh cinematic style with like zoomed out cameras and fixed angles and things like that as well as some really ambitious 3d action and open world exploration and one thing that, that i really appreciated about reading this indie list was that i always assumed that this would be a playstation 5 exclusive but apparently the devs have confirmed that it will come to additional platforms later down the line including switch and this game that is worries even, me it worries me i don't <laughs> know they've how only shown out. ps5 gameplay yeah but here's so. the thing this game has been in development i don't want to say development hell for a while but it's been in the works for a long time to the point yes. where yeah it had the kickstarter was initially confirmed for wii u of all things so <laughs> it's been a long time coming and you know with such a pedigree like it took a some boldness to even target the wii u back back when that console was still semi-relevant so i'd really i really hope that it can finally come back to nintendo eventually but, you know, with how graphically ambitious it is, who knows how it'll turn out. At any rate, it should be brilliant on PS5. At least that's what I'm hoping for. And that's always the danger about, um, you know, when, when a game like that is showcased on, like, like, like it's if they're showing it at a Sony showcase, you have to assume the developer is, like, prioritizing the PlayStation. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, yeah. uh, like even though it's like, yeah, if you go on their website right now, it does list every platform. But it's like you have to assume that they're, you know, that they're 
trying to target something specific for Sony. I mean, I don't know. Like, I have hopes. I don't know. I for me, it's it's rare that an indie game released on the Switch has really dropped the ball. Like, obviously, there's there's the there are exceptions to the rule. Like, of course. You know, of course, if you're playing Hades on the Switch versus Hades, the recently released Hades on the PS5, like yeah, there's gonna be a bit of a difference. But for the most part, like I'm, I'm, I'm fine. You know, living with my 30 FPS or whatever it is. You know, I like mean, I've reviewed a few ports of indie games that haven't really turned out so great on Switch. But you know, I, I see We've what you're saying. Suffered. though. Yes. <laughs> We've all suffered. No straight roads on Switch. Brilliant game, terrible on Switch. Um, <laughs> Ghost wanted. Runner too. Yeah. Oh that's man. Oh Ghost yeah. Runner. That's true. Yeah, I remember yeah. you talking about that last uh, uh, recently, uh, Mark. That's fair. Um, all right. Fair enough. Well, so hopefully, hopefully, Little Devil Inside manages to uh, to find a happy medium. You know, again, I'm I'm always happy taking a, a hit on fidelity or something as long as it runs more or less smoothly. You know, so hopefully, hopefully that'll be the case uh, when that eventually comes out on the Switch. Um, Ollie Ollie World, we've already talked about that many times. Like that's been showcased a couple of times during Indie World Directs. Still looks great. Um, anybody who's concerning a fan, business practices. <laughs> uh, we'll see how that one uh, acts works. We'll see. Yeah, we're. It's one of those things hard to tell. Um, Ruby, River City Girls too. Again, we've talked about that many times. That's going to be awesome. Um, high high hopes for that. Uh, Way forward has. Again, I think it really stepped up lately. I think it's going to be super, super good. Uh, yeah, we all love a beat 'em up on this podcast. I think it's, I think it's safe to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I have no, no doubts, no doubts about that one. Um, it would be great if we could get the uh, some kind of an interview out of that um, that development team when it gets a little closer to uh, to release. We should, we should push for that. <laughs> I'm drafting an email now. I, well, they got six months to think about it. Bravery <laughs> <laughs> City Girls Two looks great. We've talked about it many times. Um, sea of Stars. I I don't have any. I don't remember this one. What is this one? This is that amazing Chrono Trigger esque RPG, Secret of Mana like. Oh, right. Otherwise right, known right, as right. probably my single most anticipated game of this year. It looks positively lovely in every. Uh, you know what? Actually, respect. not to interrupt you, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like it's worth talking about. So I know that the the former, <laughs> it makes it sound like they're dead. The former hosts of the <laughs> show, um, I, th- I feel like they've done many many a Chrono Trigger uh, conversation. We haven't really had, we haven't really talked about Chrono Trigger on the show. Uh, what, we what's have all not. y'all? We really haven't. Yeah. Should we? I mean, maybe not like right now, but should we like bookmark that and try to have like a Chrono Trigger? Like I don't know. I feel like we all have probably varying relationships to that game. Yeah, let's do we it. We should. Right and now. also, I'll make it clear, uh, I know Rick's going to be listening to this, when I talked about CrossCode on the podcast two oh, years yes, ago, yes, yes. before we were here, um, I got bombarded for not playing A Link to the Past and <laughs> Chrono Trigger. Right. <laughs> have you, I forget, have you, Have you? I know we've talked about A Link to the Past, but have you solved the, the Chrono Trigger uh, conundrum? No, I I don't oh even. Boy. Is that like Mark. available on any modern platform? No, well it's on PC. You can get. Listen, mm. you can if you can find a DS cartridge, you can play it on uh, a 3DS. Yeah, they have the yeah they have the remake. Yeah, and and, and and many people's preferred version is in fact the DS version. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, if if you're if you're lucky enough to get a, uh, you know, like a Super Nintendo cart or or something like that, you know, that's that's always an option as well. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, yeah, we should uh, we should bookmark that one of these days. Um, but the, yeah, to, to bring it back around, yes. Now I'm you've jogged my memory sufficiently, uh, Campbell. Yes, Sea of Stars it does look great, <laughs> um, especially if you're a fan of those kinds of games. It's been fun getting back into RPGs for me lately. Like, I, I, it's yeah. always been a a genre that I grew up really, really loving, and uh, for a, a long period of time, I simply have not had the time to play uh, those kinds of time intensive games. I've been carving out a little more time lately. We'll talk about this later in the podcast when I talk about Paper Mario, but um, it's been nice kind of dip- dipping back into RPGs and uh, hopefully Sea of Stars. Um, it doesn't come out for another, uh, well, I don't know, at least at least eight months or something like that, something like holiday 2022. So we all yep, we have some yep. time to uh, to think about it, but hopefully mm-hmm. I can carve out the, the necessary time to devote to, to that game. Um yeah. Uh, other than that, what else we got out here on on this on this list? It's a lot of Xbox stuff. Um, 
the TMNT uh, beat 'em up is also coming out. Yeah, mm-hmm. another one of my most anticipated. One's not good. <laughs> Say again. What? We're in trouble if that one's not good. Oh After yeah, Nickelodeon <laughs> All Stars. We're, we're we deep, are but, deep trouble. But it's by the makers of Streets of Rage Four. Yes, it's, so, so like, very good sign. Yeah, there's no way it's going to be bad. And like again, I've oh, talked. Campbell, several... you you are you are inviting. Uh, you are inviting. <laughs> you said you said the same exact thing for Nickelodeon All Star. <laughs> did There's I really? No mark word for words. word. There's I no way. Did I say no way that it was going to be bad? Did I? Wasn't I just optimistic about? You were that? being optimistic, but the last time you were, we saw what happened. Okay, Mental breakdowns well, occurred. Well, yes, but. That's you being weak, Mark. Okay, this one is going to be... Okay, I mean, there's more cause for optimism. Maybe my optimism was misplaced last time, but this time, this time, it'll be good. If if it's not good, I give you full authority to to kick me off. I am ready to be hurt again. Let me be clear. Yeah, Yeah, it looks really good, yeah. I invite you to, like, put some sort of flashback in here and compare my words to whatever I said about uh that other nickelodeon fighting game but oh, that was that was so long ago i don't know if i can find those words <laughs> you know what maybe uh, it's better if you don't at any rate probably. you know i adore team nnt i grew up watching the cartoons every saturday morning so it's great to see a game that returns to that old school cartoony style with it marrying yeah. it with this rock solid beat em up gameplay style very very Incredible much soundtrack exactly exactly yeah, it's, it's it's gonna be good um i i think uh Provided it comes out to Switch, um, hopefully, I, I can't remember if they said there's going to be an online component to this game. Like, we, we should at least test the online together if we all get the chance, just to kind oh, of course. see. Like, because those kinds of games are meant to be played with, you know, you, you want to play it with your buddy um, rather than by yourself. So if we, if we get the tan- if we get the chance to, to play it together, that would be that would be ideal. Um, this is so sad. I had Battletoads on the mind. I was about to say, did they confirm if there's a fourth character? <laughs> That's funny. Oh, see, right. I, I wonder oh, who's the turtle, turtle you were leaving out. That's what I want to know. <laughs> I I know which one because Leonardo, okay. Michelangelo, and Donatello. Who am I forgetting? Raphael, the Raphael, best turtle. Right. Are you Raph? kidding me? What? In a beat 'em up, you're forgetting about Raph? Wow. That's thinking that's... of zits, rash, and pimple. You know. Oof. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, you hurt me, Mark. You hurt me. <laughs> I'm, I'm so shocked that you forgot the, in my mind, the superior turtle. Um, so that, as far as uh, the Goomba Stomp list of anticipated indie games in 2022 goes, that's pretty much all the stuff that's going to be coming out on Nintendo platforms. It's a really solid list, but a lot of the stuff that's listed on here um, is not coming out on the Switch, or at least it's not coming out on the Switch that we know of yet. Like, it's possible mm-hmm. that it'll be right. poured into that, to that platform later, but, you know, uh, like, it wouldn't shock me if Tunic eventually came out on Switch. I was literally about oh, to yeah. say, you know? yeah. That one I hope it like does. it's guaranteed. Yeah. Um, it, I hope much. it does. But as, as of now, it is unfortunately uh, an Xbox and PC exclusive. So, you know, we can't talk about it too much. Um, there's some honorable mentions on this list. Uh, Oxenfree 2, Wizard with a Gun. There's some stuff that will be coming out on the Switch eventually. So I'm looking forward to that. But in the meantime, is there any other indies that you guys are looking forward to uh, that are going to be coming out on the Switch in the next year or so? One thing I want to add is, and we don't have long to wait for this, at the end of the month we'll be getting Windjammers 2 on Switch. And Windjammers is a franchise that I don't have much like nostalgic connection to or anything, but ever since seeing the the redone version from Dadimu and I believe Lizard Cube worked on it as well... Um, but it's a really, really fun game. I got to try out the the sequel back at PAX South, back when that was still around, unfortunately. Um, but it's a really, really cool little party game, and I'm excited to see that it will be coming out on January 20th on Switch and a bunch of other platforms as well. Um, quite quite eagerly anticipating to see if it's as fun as it was in the full package as it was in that like 15-minute demo that I played back then. Uh, I yeah I'm right right there with you. Um, I I can't wait for uh, man. I just I just I just love demos so much. Uh, the, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's the it's the best way to uh, uh, demos, man. Demos, baby. Like give me give me that give me that ten minute vertical slice. That's all I want. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, what about you, Mark? Anything you're you're uh, anything that's uh, coming out that you're uh, that's not on our list? 
Oh, I'm trying to. I mean, I'm the games editor. I look at AAA stuff. But <laughs> so what you're saying I don't, I, is I don't, don't keep everything on the things. radar. No, no, no. Of course not. <laughs> I mean, I'm excited for Ali Ali World. I'm just hoping that it's not going to be a uh, disaster. You know, with the extra stuff that they're trying to uh, force in with this Ultimate Edition or whatever nonsense. I'm just hoping it like avoids all that nonsense. But um. <sighs> Oh my god, what was the one I was just thinking of? Oh, I was thinking of what I was thinking of was um Jackbox. I'm really oh, curious if yeah, the next yeah. one will come out this year because they've been getting like really good with the release schedules. Like I feel like we've had one once a year for like the last three or four years. So I wonder what uh Jackbox Party Nine will uh, have in store. Yeah, the, it's funny. I, I always gravitate towards like Whenever I, I I picked up a couple of the of the Jackbox games uh, packs, but I always gravitate towards like I play like one of them a lot, you know. I'm yeah, always like Drawful, Drawful, yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just gonna play Drawful, like you know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's always how it goes for me. Um, so yeah, it's listen, Indies. Obviously, if uh, if if last year is any indication, twenty twenty two is gonna be a, another big year for for indie titles, and of course the Switch has has been a great home for Indies. Although it looks like Xbox is snapping at its heels lately. Um, We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to talk about an indie game that I've been playing, just since we've been on the subject of indie games. Uh, An indie game that I've been playing and greatly enjoying. I've talked about it before. We're going to talk about it again. uh, Death's Door on the Switch. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Love it. So, uh, kind of in keeping with the conversation about indie games that we've been happening, we are going to uh, step through the door to talking about Death Store, a game that was previously on other platforms, and now it is on the Switch. And uh, it came out a few months back, so we're a little late to the party here. But I've been playing it lately um, on my Switch, and gotta say, holds up. I would, I prefer it to playing it on Steam, uh, playing on the Switch has been a, a true and utter delight. Um, you guys should, <laughs> listen, both of you should get this game because you would both love it. Um, it it scratches that Link to the, uh, not Link to the Past, Link's, the, that Link's Awakening remake itch, um, top-down isometric thing. It's hard, but it's not too hard. It's um, adorable as hell. The music is great. I feel like it truthfully, for, for the both of you, it has different things that offer. Um, have you heard any of the music of this game, Campbell? I have not actually, no, but I've heard what? that it's brilliant. I've Oh my god, what? I'm going to send the soundtrack to you right now. Now, that, listen, <laughs> we're not going to like, you know, we're not going to pause the podcast and, uh, you know, make us listen to the soundtrack, but we should. Um, Is this maybe a cue for Mark to put the soundtrack in the transitions I'll, between I'll seconds? I'll put it in at the transition. I'll put it in. Yeah, we've got to make more, more work for Mark, so, always. So, while you describe the game, Cameron, I'll just mute myself and jam out to this, then. Yeah, as you should. Um, it's extremely good. Um, the soundtrack is incredible. Honestly, a true highlight. Like, often, I don't know how you guys play games. A lot of times when I'm playing a game, especially a game where it's like, there's like... Uh, uh, actions that you repeat over and over again, like like an RPG or like you know like a like a top down action game where you're kind of repeating the same. You, you know you you lose a boss fight, you get to try the boss fight again. Um, you, you're you're going over the same area that you've been over a million times before to to find a secret collectible or something like that. A lot of the times, I will like mute the soundtrack and put on a podcast or something like that. For this game, 
fully engaged the entire time. The soundtrack is just so beautiful and so evocative that it really is, um, I don't know, a, a true highlight. The art direction, Mark, I think will speak to you specifically. Your little Probably. cute birds, like your little crow the entire game. Uh, it looks, I heard somebody compare this to like a Miyazaki thing lately. And it's not that the art style is specifically like a Ghibli film or something. It's more like, like you're watching a Miyazaki film and you're seeing a character uh, uh, like uh, like No Face or something, and and you're instantly like, wow, that character is so iconic and so memorable. This game has characters that are kind of on that level. Like you're you're meeting gotcha. the the, you know what I mean? Like you're meeting the Urn Witch, who's like this little old grandma lady who has a pot on her head, and you're like, oh yeah, it's the Urn Witch. That's that's it's my granny. It's great. Like. <laughs> If if you watch the, like I encourage you to go back and watch the announcement trailer for this game, and because uh, I think it'll get you hyped to like dip into it. Not like we need more stuff to play. Like uh, you know, it's I don't know if you're if you're searching for something to do in the month of January. You know, as we as we wait for Pokemon Arceus to come out, as we wait for you know the bigger releases in February. If you want to spend the time in January kind of uh, with an indie game that it's truly remarkable and you want to do something a little bit different, I think you can't you can't necessarily go wrong with Death Store. Even though the gameplay itself is kind of derivative of other games of its type, like, yeah, it's a top-down action game. You have different equipable weapons. Uh, you have a dodge roll. You know, you can reflect projectiles back with your sword. Like, yeah, you've you've played a lot of this kind of game before. I think what really does set it apart is its approach, is its distinctive art direction, is its incredible music, is its fun characters, legitimately funny dialogue, which is, you know, unusual. Like, we, we talked about this, um, I think it was last week when we talked about your, our best of, you talked about um, On Metal, Mark, and how comedy is, like, really hard to do in a video game. Um, this game does carry off some some pretty great... Uh, pretty great comedy, uh, both both written and and with visual gags, and that's you know unusual in this kind of a game. I uh, I did forget I I, I I played this game on Steam when it first came out, and I never beat it because I was like ah, I want to play it. I would I prefer to play it on a handheld you know I like this is the kind of game that I would love to play in bed. I did forget though that it's got. It's got some real difficulty, some real challenge to it that I sort of forgot about, to be honest. Um, that, of course, is a little difficult to play on a handheld. I, I'm sure you've had this problem where you're trying to play a difficult game on your Switch in a handheld mode and your hands kind of cramp up. Um, oh, yeah. I imagine both of you have encountered mm, this course. at some point or another. Yeah, right? stub, those stubby it's, little thumbsticks that have it's literally universal. crumbled under my thumbs and yeah, the pressure of my hard issue. games. Yeah. So, like, it does suffer a little bit from that. There's um, there's kind of some optional... This is not a spoiler. There's some optional boss fights, uh, kind of like <sighs> secret boss fights in this game, that are pretty punishing, and that you do... You know, you'll have to repeat them over and over as you master attack patterns and that kind of stuff. Um, and I don't recommend playing those in handheld mode because you will shred your little Joy-Con thumbsticks. Like, it's, it's gonna happen. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. If you, if you do play this game... And you are interested in in doing the optional, you know, secret boss fights. I recommend throwing it up on the, uh, you know, putting it in the dock and trying to play it with a pro controller or with an alternate control scheme uh, for those specific mm -hmm. moments, just so you don't destroy your your Joy Cons. Um, because we've all been through that pain before, and it's just it's never worth it. <laughs> um, uh, but overall, it's perfect to play this game in handheld, like. It, it does have that that signature cozy switch feel of like oh the art direction the music is just like that cozy feeling of like curling up in bed or on your couch or something um i'm not trying to oversell this game to you guys but it is really really freaking good and uh i i it made a splash when it came out but i think it kind of got overshadowed by a lot of other indies that came out over the fall and kind of towards the end of the year so I, I don't know. I, I kind of wanted to celebrate it again as um, a game I was very excited to play on the Switch. And having finally uh, picked it up, it's like it really is uh, just as satisfying as I hoped it would be. And uh, I don't know if you if you like this kind of game, 
it'll scratch a lot of itches. Like it's it's difficult, but it's not too difficult. And I think that's the the, the takeaway for me is that it's it's uh, it's it's hitting that stride of like I think we all are. We've talked about it at the very beginning of this podcast. We're all just kind of in that waiting period of like, all right, what's the next big release? Is it Elden Ring? Is it the next Horizon game? Like, we're all kind of waiting for the next big release. We don't know what Arceus is going to bring, but we're you know it's a couple weeks away, so it's like, all right, we're we're sort of waiting for that to come out. Um, but uh, in the meantime, it's a it's like a short, challenging but satisfying game that I I think perfectly fits into that January doldrums. A slot, so you could do a lot worse than than checking out Death Store. Um, I don't know. I hope you guys have, find a time to, to check it out because it's really uh, it's quite good. I've been enjoying it. It's another one on the list. It's Same on the here. list. Yep. Yeah. It's. Uh, listen, I know we all have so many obligations and so many things to play, <laughs> but um, I don't know. It's it's really quite good. Um, and and at least. This is going to be kind of a, a jarring transition, but for me, uh, this game, Death Store, has paired perfectly with the other uh, game that I've been enjoying as we kind of kill time in January, which is Paper Mario on the expansion pack, the mm-hmm. Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack. Uh, I know I, I talked a little bit about it last episode as a highlight of 2021 was the fact that Paper Mario came to Switch um, as a as a result of this online service. I did not anticipate how much I would love Paper Mario, and it's just been an utter delight to, to play it. Have either of you guys found the time to, to mess around with this on the expansion pack? I can't say I uh, have. Not on the expansion pack specifically, but I've played like an hour or two of the original. Oh, I've right. played so you, you zero to... hours of the original. Sure. So, <laughs> Well, it's funny. Like I remember this game being really hyped up when it came out. But it just didn't appeal to me at all. I was like, a Mario game where you're not, like, jumping around? Why? Who would want to play this? Like, I don't understand. Um, I remember reading coverage in it and just just not understanding the appeal. Like, for me, RPGs were like, you play those on your Game Boy. You play Pokemon on the Game Boy. You play Dragon Warrior on your Game Boy. So I was like, playing an RPG on the N64 was such a foreign concept to me. Um but now, listen. Now I get the best of both worlds. I get to play the. I get to play it on a handheld on the Switch. So it's been great. And um, something I think that's worth mentioning is, uh, Mark. I know. Well, both of you guys, Mark and Campbell. I know that a lot of the N sixty four games that are on the expansion pack are just not optimized. Um, <laughs> this one, it really feels like they've nailed it. And par- and because it's a turn based RPG, um. You don't it's hard have to screw to, up. It's kind of hard to screw <laughs> up, right? Like yeah, it's it doesn't yeah. feel like anything is is uh, there's no like lag. Um, it it never feels like the emulation is incorrect. This is a game where if you've played any of the other Mario RPG games, whether that's Super Mario RPG or the Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga games, um, in the turn-based combat, there's often an element of timing. Where like you know if you're if you're doing an attack a jumping attack with Mario you want to press A at the right time you'll get a little bonus damage or you have your hammer and if you if you swing the hammer with the right um, holding the control stick the right way you'll do an extra point of damage stuff like that and uh, all of that feels fine um, uh, despite the you know emulation issues that a lot of these games have had and um, there's none of that weird control mapping. Like I know that uh, Zelda 64 in uh, Ocarina of Time in particular had some issues with the uh, the bad controls. This game, I, it, at least to me, doesn't have that at all. Like I have never had once had an issue um, using the the two control sticks uh, or anything like that. It just it just it feels like it's mapped perp- perfectly uh, to mm-hmm. to play on the Switch. And I, I don't know. I think that's it's kind of like a, a relief in a way um, because. Just I don't know. This first batch of games has been a little I don't know a little hit or miss. I think it's safe to say it's been oh, a little definitely. hit or miss. Just yeah. a touch, right? yes. So so t- t- the fact that the the first uh, new game that they've added has really knocked it out of the park in terms of both the emulation and the gameplay is uh, I, I think a, a, a positive sign. Um, I'm so curious to see how Banjo Kazooie lands when it comes oh, out this month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm um, concerned because of the way I'm a little the concerned. worked in the original yes. N64 versus the yeah. Xbox release. But maybe yes. they'll accommodate for like the new one. 
I don't even, I'm so curious if it's going to be like the original N64 ROM with the Nintendo logo, or if they've essentially like taken out the textures to put like the new Rare logo in like the N64 format. Like, I'm just so curious over how this thing is going to I I mean, you, you have to, you have to assume it's going to be the original N64 version. That's, that would be I, my assumption. Yeah. And I mean, my uh, thought is just that if they didn't accommodate for the N64C buttons in the control scheme for Ocarina of Time or really any other N64 online game, why would they go through the trouble of, you know, actually getting the tr- control scheme right for Banjo-Kazooie? Yeah. So I'm not even just concerned. I'm pessimistic about it. So I'll be pleasantly surprised if yeah. it turns out any better. But I'm not going to try and get my hopes up. I think actually Mario 64 is the best controlling game out of like all of them. So I'm really hopeful for this one. That and Rare's involved, and they usually have great control schemes. Well, right. Well, it's true, but I mean, it's not like they're coming back to like do more work on the control scheme. You know what I mean? Like it will. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. But I'm guessing it's gonna have like that polish to it. You know? True. Like I don't think Uh, they would screw up just bringing this thing to Switch, especially after all the hype. It's true. This is this is a a lot of people's most anticipated. um, You know platformer for for that for that the system so it'll be great i i forget campbell have you played this game banjo kazooie i have yeah. not oh nice okay oh, great. Yeah. this is gonna this is gonna be an interesting one to talk about though yeah i know yeah. that's why i'm both looking forward to it because i've never played this iconic game that everybody loves so much but mm. again i'm not going to get my hopes up i don't feel good about how this is going to turn out uh-huh. i'll play it and you know i'll just put up with whatever garbage nintendo puts us through to actually play the thing uh, but I want to experience it for sure. Yeah, I will say I think it's the best N64 game, hands down. Seriously? Wow, that's high I really best. like. I love Mario 64, but the, just Banjo Kazooie, just like the world and the way it's set up and the music, just everything about it is so just brilliant. Like the whole game from mm-hmm. beginning to end is such a joy, except for that the quiz game at the end is such a pain in the ass, but you'll, true. you'll see it it's, when you see it. I'll it's, take uh, your word it's, for it. It's a fun twist on like a final challenge, but it yeah. is like, unless you're, it's kind of one of those things, Campbell, where, I mean, you, you'll cross that bridge when you come to it, but it's like, mm-hmm. I, I would recommend if you're going to play Banjo-Kazooie to try to let that be like the only game you play for a little while. Hmm, purely okay. because of that final challenge because it's a it's kind of a culmination of like all the what knowledge you you've accrued <laughs> so throughout they're, your they're literally the going to test where, me on how i played the it's game? it's the kind of thing where uh if you if you come to it after having not played the game for a while like we we've all done this where you play a game for a few months you go away from it and then you come back like uh, you know a couple of months Forget later or like things, a year later yeah. and you're like wait what the hell's going on and this game punishes you if you uh, do that. <laughs> That's weird because I'm used to that experience from playing RPGs and stuff. You're screwed if you right. leave that off for a few months. But platformers are usually fine. So and this isn't the twist. type of quiz where you can like pull up a list of answers and know precisely what's going to happen. Wait, because not only is it all randomized, but you have like less than 10 seconds to answer each question. I'm sorry, yeah. what? This sounds yeah. horrible. What? It's brutal. <laughs> Well, it's, okay, it's I'm funny. It's like now. it's it's again. It's the kind of thing where like it's not, it won't sour the experience. But if you're if you're like if you're going like full completionist, if you want to like really beat this game, I would recommend uh, just trying to trying to to focus in. Um, yeah. Well, if you want to beat it, the game, yeah. you have to take exactly. the quiz. But you can't I mean, you know, fight a Gruntilda without it. That's true. That's true. What we should do again, not to not to do too much pre-planning uh, during recording, but what we should do is, uh, well, truthfully, I, Mark brought up a great point. Um, I think it's worth directly comparing Mario sixty four and Banjo Kazooie. Yeah, you know, yeah. not not That's in a, a in fun a, idea, yeah, not in an aggressive way, but just being like, okay, well, here's here's what Mario sixty four established in terms of the, you know, pioneering the three D platformer, and here's how Rare kind of refined what came before i don't know i think it might be worth uh it might be worth an episode i don't know mm-hmm. um because i think we're all very much looking forward to uh to banjo kazooie in one way or another and i think that's uh that might be an interesting way to approach it mm-hmm. um but going back to paper mario yeah oh yes please. i this is a series like i've never been able to get into and i think it's yeah. because i just enjoy like the mario and luigi series more like i really love superstar saga and dream team some of the other entries but 
I don't know, there's just something about Paper Mario. Like, I love the art style and the characters. I I just, like, I don't know. <laughs> I've just never been able to get into it. Yeah, I get that. I think, um, I think for me, it's the pacing. Like, these games have a very mm-hmm. deliberate pace, uh, which is slow. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, even the way that the speed at which Mario moves is very unlike both the 2D and the 3D platformers, which are very kinetic, and it's all about momentum and, like, how fast can you go? Whereas Paper Mario is like, nope, you are going to slow down. And that can be a little bit, maybe not off-putting, but it's, like, it's something to adjust to. For me, it's been, I've been enjoying the pace of it, um, even if it is a little bit slower than, you know, than your average Mario game. Yeah, Um, and Paper Mario has a bad game on its hands, so. And that was the one I probably played the most, sadly. That, which one? You play Color uh, Sticker Star. Oh, that's even worse. Oh, I'm yes. So sorry. <laughs> we've, talked about, we've talked about Sticker yeah, Star. Right. That, uh, yeah. That's not a good game. I. Yeah. There's just nothing like about it that I could recommend. Yeah. That's fair. And I think the difficult thing with Paper Mario, especially today, is that it doesn't really have much of a firm identity as much as Mario and Luigi does, or at least used to at this rate, mm-hmm. um, because... The thing you keep hearing from Paper Mario fans is they want to come back to what the Thousand Year Door was. And if you played that game, then you're a big fan of Paper Mario. Whereas every game after that has departed wildly, you know. And the only games that I've played were probably the weirder ones. You know, I've, I played uh, Super Paper Mario a lot back on Wii. I loved it. It's a really weird as all heck game. But I really enjoyed that. And I played uh, The Origami King, which is... a uh, interesting game to say the least um but it's hard to say that you're a big fan of this franchise because each game changes so much and it doesn't really feel like there's a firm basis of this is what a paper mario game is aside from mm-hmm. you know mario being 2d there's some punny dialogue and there's a combat system <laughs> that may or may not be an actual rpg <laughs> and then mario and luigi series they made so many re-releases that they killed the franchise exactly they really did <laughs> so yeah, so we don't know what's going to happen with that one, but yeah. Alpha and Dream is uh, no more. And if only at least one of those re-releases was on the platform that people were actually playing at the time, but yeah. oh well. <laughs> I, we've, uh, again, not to, not to completely derail this, this podcast, but uh, we've talked, uh, uh, Mark has talked extensively about the GB Operator. I finally got mine in the mail. Uh, something I'm planning to do this week is swing by my, my local used game store, and, and I'm going to try to find... Um, like some of the good uh, Game Boy Advance Paper Mario games. Or not Paper Mario, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, Mario and Luigi games. Um, well, there's only one of them on there. Is there only one on the Game Boy Advance? I thought there was yep, more It's just one. Superstar Saga. And Superstar oh, Saga is great. You'll love that one. Well, in that case, I'm going to try to find a copy of Superstar Saga. Yeah. Um, looking forward to that. Um, I'll also but... recommend the Mario Advance series. If you could find Super Mario oh, yeah. World or Super Mario Bros. 3. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those I, I had games. those. I had those yeah. on my uh, back in the day. It sucks, man. Uh, again, not to... I know we're getting off topic here, but uh, I think I've talked about how I, I got rid of so many games. Yeah, just you have. Like, yeah. yeah, and I did. I had so many great Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games, and it's just a, a, just very stupidly just sold them for for pennies, man, for for just for nothing. Um, so part of this uh, this excitement about the GB operator is like, well, maybe I could kind of rebuild that library. Um, but all that to say. Paper Mario has been a, an unexpected delight, and um, it's supposedly a pretty short for an RPG. Um, I'm, how long to beat says it's around twenty hours, twenty five hours, which like, eh, okay, I've, I've it's got, pretty I short. Pro- yeah. Steam, I mean, seemingly, I mean, I don't know. It, it depends how you play these games. Like, I've been intrigued by, like, it, and to the game's credit, the side quests are like very funny and well written and cute. So like I'm like yeah I'll spend an extra hour walking back and forth to to find the you know whatever random object that the Koopa Grandpa wants me to find or something like yeah I could do that like it's like okay but it's also it's kind of padding the play time a little bit I can definitely tell I'm like all right I should be I should be further along um, in my playthrough than my hour count says that I am you know like yeah, I'm definitely yeah, like. Yeah. Yeah, I, sh- I should be a lot further than I am. But, you know, I've been enjoying it. Um, so, yeah, so I guess all that to say, there's indies to look forward to. Uh, there's AAA stuff to look forward to. We've we've mentioned that, uh, obviously, there's the, the latest Pokemon experiment is coming out at the end of this month. I think we're all... I think we can safely say that we are 
cautiously optimistic about Legends Arceus. Yeah. We'll Maybe? see. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. We're all intrigued, I... we can at least say. Yeah. Um, yeah. But as we as we kind of wait for that and as we gear up for some of the larger releases coming out this year, uh, plenty of stuff, plenty of indies to play. Death Store is fantastic. Um, if you have the expansion pack, the Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack, Paper Mario, just what a what a soothing balm um, as we as we wait out the the dry month of January. So I, I don't know if you guys have a couple of uh, a little bit of time to spare, and you already have the service. It's like why not dip into it? Um, that's mm-hmm. kind of where I where I come down on that. Um, but other than that, I think that's that's kind of all we got. It's a dry month, so we're gonna we're gonna wrap this episode up. Um, uh, I've been your <laughs> I've been your host Cameron Dax, and you can find some of my writing over on Goobastop.com. Um, over on Twitter at Action Daxon, where I never tweet, but I will lurk and uh, and maybe follow you. Who knows? Uh, Mark, where can people find you on the internet? <laughs> Find me at the Markel. That, of course, is Mark the C, Cal with the K. Right now on GoomaStomp.com, you can find my writing for The Book of Boba Fett every single week, episode two. Can't Hell wait yeah. for that to Hell write yeah. about it tomorrow. Uh, also got my stuff for Hawkeye. Of course, Kirby's anniversary is coming up, so you'll see a lot of Kirby content coming from me, especially uh, Kirby's Adventure. You can look forward to that one very soon. It's going to be very, very good. Uh, and, of course, Campbell, what about you? Where, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Campbell Eskill, uppercase CSG, and you can find my games writing over at GoombaStomp.com. Uh, I've been a lazy lad over this winter break, so I don't have anything to promote just yet, so I will instead call out Brent's wonderful indie games, most anticipated indies of the year article, which we talked about in the first segment. Go give that a read. It's a lovely article, and get excited for some of the indie goodness in store for this year. That's a... It- it's true. It's a great article, and uh, yeah, can't can't wait to to see to see what other indies uh, are announced in the you know what, whenever Nintendo decides to grace us with that with another direct. Um, of course, N Express is on social media too. We are on Twitter at N Express Nintendo, and we're available to download and rate and review and all of those good things on the podcast platform of your choice. Uh, more reviews and uh, you know comments and replies and all that kind of stuff help us get more engagement. So please engage and uh, keep the show going. So thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>